from serve us to service. Catchy title, huh? Don't you like that? Yeah. So Pastor Lisa and I are doing a series of messages called Great Expectations in this new year. What God expects of us and what we can expect from God. And we're going through the vows that we United Methodists make, our, our response to Christ, how we follow Christ by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. So today it's around service. What God is doing in our midst, what God expects, is to move us from looking inward, from serve us, to looking outward, to service to others. And I, I think we do that pretty well overall. Um, I had a nice message going when I started this. Um, just at a basic level, I wanted to acquaint you with uh, this service opportunity fair that was coming up right after this worship service. So yes, there's a chili, a chili cook-off, but there's also an opportunity for you to look at some of the various ways that you might use your spiritual gifts Instead of looking inward from serve us to service, all around the gym are some of those opportunities. And if you would take out this bulletin insert, uh, you say, well, I'm not going to go to the gym. Okay. <laughs> well, you could take this in your hand, and here are some ways that you can access some of those same service opportunities with person's names and their email addresses. I'd love for you to stay around if you could, if you're not being too big a hurry. Uh, please don't hear me say about moving from looking inward to outward that it's, it's wrong to look inward and to take care of yourself first. It's not. I understand that many of us first come to worship or first come to church because there's some need we have on our part and, and we need help us, God. I can't get through this by myself. And I, I think that's perfectly legitimate to, to be here. And, and I think it's wonderful also to start at this basic level that it feels good to serve other people, right? And uh, doesn't it? I mean, and, and, and yeah, and to know that we can make a difference in other people's lives, I think that that feels good. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's still kind of just taking care of ourselves. but uh, God, I think, is moving in our midst to move us to serve others, to service I really want to uh, praise you at this point. I think as a congregation, you do wonderfully well in this regard. It, it, I mean, just looking at this list, and this is only a, a hand, there's many more that we have going on, uh, service opportunities in the life of this congregation. You are not isolated. You are not insulated from what's happening in the world. You do reach out. You do make a difference. I loved opening my Austin American Statesman. Yes, I'm still one of those dinosaurs that takes the paper in my hand and, and reads it. And section B, page three, did y'all see this today about mobile loaves and fishes and who was the Austinite of the year? It was Alan Graham, who's the head of mobile loaves and fishes. And I take a little bit of pride, you should too, in that their offices are right here on our campus. And so many of you participate in those ministries that help to feed the homeless. And now as Alan is pushing to house the homeless with that community first project on those 27 acres that they have gotten. And again, I, I just want to praise you for you know, making sandwiches and going out there and then making contact with people. That's one thing that God has been doing in our midst also 
is to save us from having just one shot, feel good about ourselves kind of service projects to having long-term relationships with various groups and people so that we can have that lasting impact there. So um, I prepared these messages months ahead of time and it's God's sense of humor to me that in preparing to go from serve us to service, that this past week found me on a cruise. All right, smile. Uh, some of you have been on a cruise. So th this is my, Kathy and I went on our first cruise ever. All right, we left Fort Lauderdale last um, Saturday and we got back last night to Fort Lauderdale. We had uh, stops in the Caribbean, all right? And so we went to Nassau, Bahamas and to St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands and to St. Martins. And uh, uh, so I know many of you are sophisticated world travelers, and this is just, you know, you do this all the time. But this is our first time, all right? So don't, don't worry, I'm not going to bore you with a big travel log, but I'm going to share with you some differences because this, on a cruise, you know, some people told me, you know, there's life and then there's cruise life. <laughs> and in cruise life, it's about serve us, okay? Uh, because uh, you want food? Well, there's food 24 hours a day. Whatever kind of food you want, basically. I, I, you know, Gluten-free, we got that covered. Lactose intolerant, you know, diabetic diet, you know, we, we, we got it. And, oh, and, and it's just beautifully prepared. And, uh, uh, you know, oh, you're, you're watching uh, your, your diet only want 800 calories in this meal. Okay, you know, we, we can make that happen. Um, it, it's just lovely. And to go sit down at a meal in the evening and... What would you like for your starter course? Starter course, <laughs> main, you know, what you, main dish, dessert. You know, just, you know, they take the napkin off the table and put it in your lap. Somebody does that for you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's amazing. And, and, and shows and entertainment. I mean, on, the, on board the ship, you, know, we had, you could go to a diving show. We, you know, ice skating show. Uh, uh, we had the musical Cats. You know, a Broadway production of, you know, off-Broadway, you know, <laughs> on board the ship. Cats, you know, memories, you know, just right here aboard the ship. Uh, just, by the way, we didn't do any of the shows. Kathy and I were in bed at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Every night we're just worn out. Um, just amazing. You know, shore excursions, we did do some of those. Go, you know, to the beaches and, you know, dabble our feet in the, you know, beautiful waters of the Caribbean and, Sit in the sun for just, some people said, Lynn, you look really tan today. <laughs> it's because I've been on a cruise, okay? So, uh, all kinds of amenities, you know, walking track and gymnasium and hot tubs and pools and, and things like that. Just, just terrific. Um, d don't get me wrong, Kathy and I were at your most basic level of cruising. We didn't have one of those balcony cabins. We had an interior stateroom cabin. Still very nice, I thought, for us. Uh, but it was the cheapest one on, on board. And it, even at that level, about how people would serve us. Can I show you what Eris did, our, our, our uh, guy, our steward? So we'd come back after having supper, and our towel would be folded into a rabbit like this and have my little sunglasses on. The, you know, where's this coming from? And you'd come back another time, and there'd be somebody on a zip line, or the, you know, our towel is folded like that, or... You know, is that a turkey or a peacock? I don't know. That's the, the towel be folded. So I mean, this, this is cruise life. Serve us. 
The cruise I went on, though, was a little bit different. It was sponsored by a group called Educational Opportunities. They've been in the business 43 years, and they believe in traveling with a purpose. It's a, a traveling ministry. It was started by a United Methodist pastor. So on board our ship, we didn't have just serve us. We had a worship service, and we had... Christian speakers, and we would pray over our meals and things. And on the shore excursions, do you know there are churches in the Caribbean? Did any of y'all know this? I know there are beaches and stuff, but there are Methodist churches at each of those islands we stopped at, and, and Methodist schools, and people would go visit and see what the Methodist church was doing in mission there. Salvation Army was also a big part of this cruise, and they would go to their, their various missions there. The speakers were challenging to us. One of them is Mike Slaughter. Some of you Methodists know him. He's pastor at Gingham'sburg United Methodist Church. It's one of the five largest Methodist churches. It's in Ohio. He's written a number of books. And um, you saw the list of spiritual gifts there in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, Mike said, God's given me the spiritual gift of irritation. <laughs> you see, there's... God's not limited to just those spiritual gifts because he challenged us. He, he would really push on us. On this cruise, right, where it's all about getting our needs met, he was pushing us to think about others. He said this, each of us has a bigger purpose in this life. Okay. He said, if you're eating and you're breathing then God has called you to ministry. Is anybody eating and, you know, anybody breathing here? Yes, we, then God has called us to ministry. He said, you're needed for the wholeness of the body of Christ. That's the imagery in this passage. So my basic message was starting to go deeper and deeper while I was on a cruise here, moving me from serve us to service. He helped me get into the theology behind serving. In the passage, what did it talk about? It talked about the nature of God, that God, it, the Trinity was represented there. God, Jesus as Lord, the Holy Spirit, and that we are to represent that kind of God, that intimacy, that, that closeness that God has as a triune God. I know it's a big word, but we are to live out that same kind of deep relationships with one another. We're called to be the presence of God in this world. Mike pushed us, Mike Slaughter. He would say, service gives young people a different perspective. I know sometimes younger folks, it's all about acquiring, right? Getting more stuff. You got to get a good education, make you know, good grades and get into the right schools and then you know, get the right career and find the li right life partner and then start a family and, and you know, get the right house and, and, and keep moving. And, and service takes the focus off of serve us to other people. And then he talked about when we get older and on this cruise, uh, I was not the oldest one, okay? They're on cruises, you know, the population, there are a lot of folks that were older than, than I was. 
And he was really pushing on older folks too on this cruise, saying, you're God's seasoned citizens. <laughs> and he said, I know so many times you want to come up with your excuses. Well, we've done all of that before, and it's someone else's turn, and we're tired or we're retired. Let somebody else do it. And he was saying, if you're eating, <laughs> if you're breathing, then God is still calling you to ministry. He said, what you have is the gift of wisdom. I loved what it was in the passage that that was one of the spiritual gifts. You don't get that just overnight. It comes with aging to share your wisdom with others. The, the other speaker on board was Missy Buchanan, and she's written a lot about aging. And she's been on Good Morning America. Maybe some of you have seen her. She's a, a United Methodist laywoman from the Dallas area. And Missy said, aging is not a mistake. I love that. Uh, she was talking to us about how many billions of dollars are spent on anti-aging, right? I'm going to get this cream or do this diet or get this workout or whatever because I don't want to get older. She said, aging is not a mistake. You know, don't fight that. Embrace that. She had a beautiful image of our golden years being the time we could take a golden thread and weave our lives together as making a wholeness. God, what, why have you called me here? What has been my pur purpose as I look back over my life and what are you still calling me to do? How are you calling me to weave other people into your larger plans? I thought that was, that was beautiful, what Missy was talking about. Misty was saying, your destiny is never just about you. <laughs> It always involves benefiting others from serve us to service. On board ship two, um, EO Educational Opportunities was reminding us of their purpose, that they were continually moving us beyond just going to destinations, but to seeing this as a, a launch pad for ministry. In the fall, I hope to go to Cuba. <laughs> Educational Opportunities is going to be one of the first ones that takes ships out of Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, down to Cuba and spend a week connecting with the Christian community, which has actually grown under the communist rule, and to go encourage and be encouraged to be in community with the folks there. I hope some of you would come with me in the fall to Cuba. There was a, a Catholic um, and a, a Methodist pastor and board that were talking about dialogue in Northern Ireland, and there's a trip there, and about a trip to the Holy Land that wasn't just going to those holy sites, but was visiting with a Palestinian family and having meals with them, and visiting with a Jewish family and having meals with them, and then getting up both sides to talk together. This uh, United Methodist pastor that was talking about the reconciliation work that's going on in Northern Ireland and now that he's taken to the Holy Land um, was just amazing. He said that churches sometimes have become salt depositories instead of salt shakers. <laughs> he's moving us beyond just taking care of ourselves and looking inward to looking outward. He had a great quote from Mark Twain, and he said, Mark Twain said, travel is the antidote to prejudice. Wow. 
to get us beyond looking at just taking care of ourselves, serve us to service. Each week in these messages, we've had Helen Heston come to us. She grew up in this church, is now 20-year-old at the University of Texas, and she's always had challenging words for us to understand these messages, and especially about service. Listen to Helen now and what she has to say in I this regard. All of like the last three questions are really involved for me. There's not necessarily like distinct pieces to them. Um, and once again, like the, the why serve question or the how serve question, um, it didn't quite make sense to me until I thought about, okay, Helen, like take a step back and think about through all of the steps of why you're um, doing this or how. And I think kind of like I mentioned before, um, recognizing what's going on around me and feeling like immense sadness about um, the world and my individual life, like both on the, the larger scale and the smaller scale. And then feeling hopeless in that, but then also recognizing, well, I'm given the greatest hope. And I truly believe that God is doing something to turn the world around. And if I believe that, uh, how could I not take part in that? And I think taking part in that is where I meet God. So the idea of um, like having to have a why or a how, like, I mean, I understand, but that's where I encounter God. And so um, I don't know if I could have it any other way. I don't know if I could have a faith, at least for me, without service. And I think of service as like, being a component of every relationship I have. Um, my friends, my family, people in church, people out of, outside of church. Um, not necessarily like a place I go to serve, but um, a way that I think about my relationships. And that's challenging. That's probably the hardest uh, thing to do is to, like, I mentioned this word, reorient, but like keep turning my mind to think uh, of my relationships in terms of service rather than just like, as just constantly happening around me. Um, but, but truly, I think when I'm able to see God in like that kind of big mold of service, of relationship, of hope, um, then my relationships are more fulfilling. My understanding of God is always strengthened and um, my belief in, in things really turning around, um, yeah, is there, is comforting too. I think she just nails it, you know. In a world where there's so much hopelessness, we've been given the greatest hope. I mean, that, that's, that's our motivation. That's what God is doing in our midst. I, I love what she said, that God is doing this. It's God's gift to us. It's not something we earn or achieve. Yes, it involves our response, but it, it's God's first giving to us these spiritual gifts. And she says, how could I not be a part of that? I believe that God is moving us from serve us <laughs> to service. That's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen.